Welcome back, everybody. This is episode seven of the J-Ball and Madams podcast. Um, I'm excited to get Madams back this week. He sat last week out taking care of his finals and stuff, but I hope you enjoyed last week's episode. Um, this week, we're actually going to dive into the wildlife and ecosystem industry. We have a very, very, very decorated and intelligent guest. He's Ryan Buckley, and he's also referred to as kind of the LeBron James of wildlife. So <laughs> it is really, really cool for us to get him here today. And what's up, Madam? What's up? How you doing? You know, I'm hanging in there. Um, I'm just trying to live my life, you know what I mean? Feel that. Ryan, how are you doing? Oh, not too bad, you know. I'm excited to be here. I'm a little nervous, but, you know, I'm happy to be on. I'm still nervous. This is the sixth one I've done, seventh one Justice <laughs> done. So I'm not good at these these Zoom calls make it much more difficult, but thank you so much for for joining us today. I'm excited. Not too often you get to talk to you know an indisputable top two of all time in their respective you know. Um, uh, yeah, of course. Better, sure. so that's pretty sick. Um, I wanted to start by talking a little bit about something that's pretty relevant now, is which uh, the giant Asian hornets have arrived. Sure in the US, um, yeah. they're pretty huge. I've seen, I don't really know much about them, but I was interested to hear your thoughts on what are known now as the murder hornets. Yeah, um, I, I've read a few articles about them and um, you know, obviously they do look like pretty intimidating bugs. They are you know, several times the size of a normal bee. So it does um, you know, get people a little scared, but uh, from what I've seen, they're not too threatening to people. Uh, they're actually more threatening to other bees. And I also read that more people die in the U.S. from uh, honeybee stings, actually, than people die from the murder hornets in, uh, back in Asia. So personally, I don't think it'll be too big of a deal, but I think it's pretty interesting to see uh, new species coming across into the continent. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Are you scared of Am I scared? I mean, I've been told by, you know, the articles to not worry about it. But I do actually, I have to say, I'm not a big fan of bees. They do, you know, kind of scare me a little. Like, I don't like, uh, you know, big swarms of bugs and stuff. But <laughs> I, think I have too much to worry about, so I would say no. Yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely agree that a big part of these murder hornets is kind of like the bee-on-bee contact and, like, crime so if we could yeah. just like avoid them and kind of let them just like fight amongst each other, like bees gross me out. So like, I don't even really want to yeah. think about getting well, near massive ass horns. I just thought it was interesting. You bring up that they're really not that dangerous. Cause I was hearing Ricky talk, Ricky Lipinski, you know, one of our uh, top listeners, he was talking a little bit about how they were appearing at his work all the time when he was working and he was making him sound like, you know, he was, he was going out there, you know, like fighting for his country and like mm -hmm. making this like, <laughs> like, he was he was hyping it up like it was this like ferocious scary thing and you're making it sound yeah. like that bad so you know I believe the expert on this one. Yeah, I don't know. Um, there's a, there's been it says there's been only four confirmed sightings um, and they actually took place a while ago in America. So unless all four were by Ricky, <laughs> talking about, to be honest. Uh, that's cool. I know. Now we're gonna try to kind of steer away from the bug industry for a little bit but yeah. ryan what do you think is your favorite animal in the world my favorite animal has got to be the bald eagle Ooh, a fascinating bird of prey they're just super cool um there's not like 
too great of, a, of an abundance of them, um, which makes them all the more interesting and valuable to our country. And they already stand for, um, you know, they're a symbol of America and American pride as it is. So I'm a big fan of them. Uh, I would love to get to see one in real life someday just because I think they're super cool. And, um, yeah, that's my favorite. I agree, dude. That's a dope animal. I know I was at a Rondecoit Bay a couple summers ago. And I saw one in person. Mm-hmm. That's the only one I've seen. But I, a funny thing about the animal is when they were like deciding what was going to be our like national animal or whatever, it was between a bald eagle and a turkey, I believe. I'm not yeah. really sure. <laughs> yeah. That's, a good, that's a good matchup right there. You know, good. I've been getting a lot of turkeys like in my yard, which is really weird. But Yeah, I saw one the other day over on uh, Turk Hill when I was heading uh towards hots i saw one dude i think it might just because like everyone's kind of chilling at home and we're getting kind of the return of a lot of species we don't really see the outside of the turkeys that yeah you could be right for sure justin what's your favorite animal you um say? i would say my favorite animal is the komodo dragon That's kind of the galapagos islands um yeah. I, I like it a lot because it doesn't really have any natural predators and i don't know like if you could, if I could change into one animal, that's always my go-to answer. Because also, I feel like no one else really picks them. That's true. Yeah. It's kind of like, I would say. Actually, never mind. Buckley, what were you gonna say? You sound like you were gonna say. No. Um. Yeah. I mean, you don't hear a lot about Komodo dragon, especially not in America. So I would agree. I think it's a cool animal, especially one to one that's you know so powerful, so venomous. Right. Very interesting. See, I was thinking. I was gonna. The reason. That- I went to you first. I was going to mention my favorite animals, another rare one. People don't really talk about too much. They don't really hear too many people saying that if they could pick one animal, this is one they would turn into. Uh, so my favorite animal is the manta ray. I just think they're Ooh. sick. Like they're, not even like the little stingrays. Like I've seen stingrays. I've, t- I've pet the stingrays, stuff like that at zoos and stuff like yeah. that. Aquariums. But the manta rays that live in the Pacific Ocean, those things are huge. They can get up to like almost 30 feet in diameter. Oh, which yeah. is like the size of a classroom. Like you don't even think about them as that big. Like you see one of those things is huge. And mm-hmm. I think that, I just think it's sick. They look so cool. You know? I just have to put this in here that a stingray killed my legend, uh, Steve Irwin back in the day. And I know it was animal planet kind of guy. Sure. And that really, I took that one hard when I was young. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I had to say that for him. I've pet one before at a, at a, I'm not sure where I was. Like a, some kind of aquarium right. in like the career. I think on vacation, like they had a pool full of stingrays that had their stingers removed and could just like reach in and pat them. They're like super slimy. Right, like, super they are. They're, they're cool though. I like them. They're friendly. They're cool, yeah. Let's not confuse them with manta rays though. They're different things. The manta rays yeah, have no they stingers. Are, they don't sure. hurt people. They've never mm-hmm. killed anybody. They eat fish, yeah. mini ones, very small ones. So <laughs> they're, good. they're good beings. They have good intentions. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, we actually, speaking of um, Ricky Lipinski, we kind of mentioned him before. He had a, he actually had a submission for this this particular podcast. He is curious to know, Ryan, the LeBron James of animals, what is your top favorite, top five favorite dog breeds, if you could choose them, mm-hmm. or top three if five is okay. a Okay, top five. This is tough. There's a lot of really like cute dogs that I like a lot, but number one, I have to go with my own personal two dachshunds or other known as wiener dogs, if you will. Um, just cause it's the only dog I've ever owned. And I think they're, you know, really nice, sweet dogs. So that's my number one, two. Um, honestly, 
I'm going to go with – this is going to sound cliche, but I'm going to go with, like, the Golden Retriever just because I think they're such a great, like, family dog. And they're, like, good with kids and, like, people yeah. and stuff. So that would be number two. Number three, I've always had a particular liking for Ooh. a Pomeranian. I'm particular, but I think they're. Super honest, I don't cute know what that is. Like, are they like, they do they have like some puffy fur or no? Yeah, the yeah, puffy. Yeah, fur. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think. Oh, cute. I think I know what you're talking. They're about. They're like little. They're little dogs. I don't know, but yeah, I like them a lot. And then four is going to be Great Dane. Massive. You know, I go to U Albany. It's oh. our, our mascot. Plus, it's cool to have a dog that's like huge. Just because it's like, dude, those things could probably head. run so fast. Dude, I know. Yeah, they're big. They get big real quick too. So I think they're really cool. Number five, the last one. Honestly, there's so many like great dogs out there, but I think huskies are like, they're so dope. Those are dope. Sick. So yeah, I'll go with huskies at number five. Yeah, I gotta agree. Huskies are up there. I know. My dog Bando is fifty percent husky, Ooh. and that is the wise tweak, in my opinion. Justin, <laughs> you were there in Quebec, right? In yes, I was. That was sick. Dog sledding. One of my favorite things I've ever done. Dog sledding in Quebec. Oh yeah, yo! I remember me and Will Fairchild. Um, we went together, and my dogs were like peeing on each other and like acting up, and I got so rattled. I was like, I want to, I want to go fast, man. Mm-hmm. Right yeah, we have one dog that like his leg was not just not there compared to the other dogs. You know, like he had one leg that just wasn't keeping up, so he kept dragging. I felt so bad, but you know, he was doing well. Uh, he had good spirit. So it's fun time. Yeah. Yo, Mams, you wanna ask this next one? Because I wanna ask the sea turtle velociraptor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys aren't gonna say your top fives? Uh-huh. I was gonna mention my favorite. Yeah, no, do it. Do that, do that, do that. Do that and I'll mention right. one. And then Justin, you got a favorite? Yeah. All right. So you know, I don't really. I haven't put enough thought into maybe a top five list. That's something I really would have to put some some research. Maybe do some interviews. Maybe mm-hmm. go to a you know a petting like a, not a petting zoo. They have dogs. Uh, maybe go to like a you know an adoption center and you know just get to meet some of the different types of dogs. See what I really vibe with. But I would say my favorite type of dog. My uncle has one. I would say the pugs. I just love. Yeah. It. I love. It. I kind of feel bad because they can't really breathe and they go blind <laughs> and stuff like that. They like run into blood all the time, but like, I just love them. I think they're so yeah, cute. They I wish I, I want a pug someday. I agree. Um, yeah, I agree. I know that's pretty dope, madams. I think I'm going to have to go. I don't have top five either, but a dog has always has been kind of dope to me. And even scary as a St. Bernard, just because they're so big. Yeah. I know they don't really live as long as other dogs, but I, dude, I, when I was a kid, I would see a St. Bernard, I would freak out. <laughs> so it would be dope to have an intimidating dog now. There's this one dog at Syracuse. It's, it's what he's like, someone in the community has a dog and there's like a little like field by one of the buildings that like, it's like every Tuesday and Thursday or something like that. Like everyone brings their dogs and they like all run around and start. And this is the biggest dog I've ever seen. I'm not even kidding. I don't know what kind it is. I'll have to show you guys a picture. His name is Bunny and he's just massive. Like we're sometimes we're playing spike ball and stuff there and he just comes walking by and I've never seen a dog so big. It's crazy. So I want that dog too. I want whatever, whatever type that is. I really like I'll have to look into that. Big dogs are scary. Kind of. They can be. Especially when they bark and like, you know, get rowdy. They're really big. 
it could take you down. I got tackled by a dog when I was a kid. <laughs> Bastion's dog tackled me. That's who it was. He had a big uh, golden retriever or lab or something like that. Took me right down to the earth. It's where you just, you know, get up, shake it off, you know, tackle him back. I think I cried, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I guess that's another fair <laughs> It happens. It happens. Sometimes little kids are no match for an athletic dog. Yeah, you know what I mean? For sure. Period breed. Moving into the next question that I had prepared, um, on this on the topic of domesticated animals, what is one animal that is not normally around people that you wish you could domesticate or you would like to see domesticated? Is this to me? Yes. To me, um, honestly, there's so many like there's so many animals that like people don't get the chance to be around a lot that I think could actually, you know, be perfectly fine in a household environment. Like, you know, obviously given you have like the resources needed to take care of them, but what one animal that I think everyone can agree is like super cute and like would be dope to have in your house is a koala bear. I just think that'd be so sick to have a pet koala bear. I I could see you doing it too. I could see you being a koala bear guy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i mean you just gotta give them some you know what is it eucalyptus yep. that they, that's their that's their food, i know so. um this is actually a good note when all the fires were going on the koala bear numbers were declining and now that people are everybody like everyone's staying inside and stuff the numbers are kind of getting back to where they were before all the australian fires that we experienced last year so that is a great that is yeah, good job yeah I was going to mention a little story on the topic of Australia. Um, one of my professors last year for one of my sport management classes, he actually used to be the commissioner of the Australian Basketball League, uh, the National Basketball League in Australia. Wow. And he – so he has a pretty good relationship with a lot of the players and stuff like that. So he had one of them come in. He's not retired now, but he used to be a player at the time he was the commissioner. And so he came in and talked to our class about a lot of different things. But he mentioned one story. When he was a kid living in Australia, um, his family, unfortunately, accidentally um, hit a kangaroo with their car. But then um, when they went to try to, you know, make see if it was okay, it didn't make it. But one of the babies did. He was still alive. So they took the baby kangaroo home and basically just had it grow up with their dogs. So then the kangaroo kind of thought it was the dog growing up so they had like it's almost like they had three dogs but it was two dogs and a kangaroo but that, that was pretty cool you know an animal that's not usually domesticated yeah, i know i've seen videos of like kangaroos squaring up with people and they're <laughs> yeah. just like slapping each other and shit and it's pretty funny yeah it's crazy all right bucko next question we got for you it's kind of the one i thought was uh the funniest i came up with today is all right you are in the wild let's say you're on you're on an island, you know what I mean? You are very bored. You are presented with two options. You can either ride on the back of a leatherback sea turtle or a velociraptor. What do you choose and why do you choose? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's quite the question. Both mm-hmm. options would be like just experience of a lifetime, obviously. But if I had to pick, I would have to go with the sea turtle because I just think that getting to like ride underwater and like 
it's just like I don't know. See the like just natural habitat of the ocean, like would be sick. I just think that'd be dope. Like especially since like. I think it's 80 or 90% of the ocean is like unexplored. Yep. yep. Get down there and like just, yeah, be protected by the turtle and like just ride around. That'd be cool. Yeah. I agree. The point about the ocean being undiscovered is really cool, but I would have to disagree and go with Velociraptor here. And I know in Jurassic Park, they're portrayed as being these really big things, but they are a little smaller than that. I just think I would be zooming around. It would almost be like riding an ostrich that could go and like fuck up another animal. That's the only reason I would pick Velociraptor. Yeah. Velociraptors are scary. Mm-hmm. I could I'm, see. I'd be afraid they would turn on me. Yeah. It starts wilding out. Doesn't yeah. want you to ride anymore. <laughs> Don't have to deal with that with the seat. That one Velociraptor in the Jurassic World was like a friend to that guy, though. So maybe they're like, I don't know. Maybe they're friendly. Who knows? Maybe they're a good companion. But, Maddox, um, I heard you have some predator showdowns for us to debate. Oh, yeah. So, good backstory here. You know, as a kid, I was, you know, a man of literature. So, I always was, <laughs> I was reading. I was just reading all the time. Um, I still like to read every once in a while, but I don't do it as much as I, I used to. And I wish I could get back to it. But, so, you know, as, as a big stats guy, too, I was always into – kind of matchups head-to-head sort of thing so I got this book I think it was from the Scholastic Book Fair called Predator Showdown um, I got it right here on the cover it says it's 30 unbelievably awesome predator versus predator face-offs so it basically just takes uh, two different animals and it has like all the stats on them like the strength the speed all the typical length and stuff like that predator style you know what they usually eat and it just basically gives you all this info and then you're supposed to decide which one you think would win in a fight so I thought that I could have you guys kind of debate a couple of them, pick out a few of them, and then, you know, this is something maybe we can return in the future one because 30 of them. But maybe we might pick, like, two or three for now and see what you guys think. What do you guys think about right, that? Let's hear it. All right. So the first matchup that I have picked out for you guys today is the polar bear versus the orca. This is kind of a little Arctic matchup here to consider the setting maybe, you know, very north, very cold, lots of snow, ice, maybe a lot of water involved. So, full background stats, uh, saying the, the orca's faster, pretty similar strength, pretty similar brains, you know, but the attack favors the orca, and the defense is pretty low for both, you know. So, what do you guys think about that? Uh, I guess um, this, is, this is tough. They're both, uh, you know, pretty strong predators in the Arctic in um polar bears you know they're they can fight on land or in the water so they have that to their advantage but i mean orcas are like you know they they can literally take anything down in the water like anything even sharks like they're you know like almost i wouldn't say invincible but they're big they're powerful they're fast and they're smart i've seen a group of orcas like do this move on this Instagram video I saw where they like, they just like, tra- they like trapped a seal like and took it down like by doing something with like waves or something like that. That's and, crazy. Like, I feel bad for but, seals. They're always getting eaten by everything. Yeah, I feel bad for seals as well. But yeah, I'm going to go Orca. What about you, Justin? 
Um, I don't know. This is a really, really tough one. And for someone who considers himself like an Arctic wildlife specialist, I've been, I've been sitting back and thinking, and I'm probably going to have to go polar bear for that one point that you made is if it's in the water, I'm, I would have to go orca, but polar bear climbs out, goes on the ice, maybe does like a RKO of sorts off the glacier. <laughs> into the water. I could totally see that see that being a difference maker in the fight so one thing i, I didn't even know the, how big orcas are compared to polar bears it's saying orcas can get to between 22 23 and 32 feet that's massive yeah, they're huge and Jeez. polar bears are, you know seven to eight feet which is big too but yeah it's crazy it's I didn't realize it was a, the size yeah. disadvantage would be tough to battle against i will give you that but no they okay. say david and goliath i mean <laughs> that's true it can be done it can be done can all right all right. So, I'm going to now go to the synopsis, which is the correct answer because this is a published mm -hmm. book. So, whatever they say is true. Um, and it's saying that in the case of polar bear versus orca, the winner would be the orca. Hey, so, hey. one Buckley there. And the reason is, you know, it says there's a reason orcas are called killer whales. It's true. Maybe Justin, you didn't consider that one. Um, and although polar bears are comfortable in the water, they don't have a chance against orcas. So it's saying if, if, there was the, if there was water involved, then the orcas have the clear advantage by far. I think it would have to be fought in the water. Yeah. You know what the, I mean? Those, those huge jaws full of long pointy teeth spell doom for the polar bear. So. Yeah, I mean, polar bears are, you know, they are powerful, but... I don't see how a polar bear would, you know, what, what method would a polar bear take to, you know, fight a orca? I'm not sure. I don't know. The tough matchup for the polar bear. Is. Yeah. I was just thinking back to when you said you were talking about orcas on land. That'd be crazy. They could go on land too. Yeah. That'd be nuts. Um, okay, so now I'm gonna go to our second matchup. A little smaller scale animals here. We got. I know Justin, you you have a pet tarantula, mm -hmm. correct? That's true. So yeah. for this matchup, we're going to go with the uh, horned baboon tarantula versus the fat-tailed scorpion. A little background info on these: uh, fat-tailed scorpions, um, typically, you know, 1.5 to 4 inches, so not that big. They usually hunt insects, mice, frogs of the sort like that. Um, tarantulas, similar size, similar prey. Um, the difference in style is, you know, the, the scorpions, usually they grab the prey and then they, then they inject the venom, whereas the tarantulas will ambush, you know, they'll crush the prey, and then sometimes they'll inject the venom as well. So what do you guys think initially, uh, or what do you guys, who do you I'll think? I'll go first here, Buck. Um, I'm going to have to go with the scorpion here, even though I do want to pick a tarantula. I know my brother has one as a pet, and it resides in my bathroom. He actually got it. When he was in third grade, I don't know how it's still alive, but we have to feed it crickets. And I'm going to pick the scorpion because I've seen the tarantula hunt. And it takes, I don't know, and he has to like get above it and go real slow and all this BS. So I think if a scorpion kind of approaches it aggressive, which I picture a scorpion as, gets it with the stinger, tarantula can't do anything about that. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I really like my first instinct is to go with the score or the, excuse me, the tarantula, just because 
tarantulas are very big, especially compared to a scorpion. But I'm not sure. I mean, you know, tarantulas are used to taking down those, like, fragile bugs and stuff as their main, like, prey. So I think uh, I, I've got, I'm going to go with the tarantula on this one. I don't know exactly, you know, too much about this specific type of tarantula that we're dealing with, but tarantulas are just, you know, they're huge. They got those big, like, jaws that they munch with and, like, I don't know. The scorpion, I don't think they can really get a hold of the tarantula to inject it. I think that would be a, pro- a problem for them. Oh, I, I doubt the tarantula's got, what, eight legs and an arachnid? Yeah. So that would be kind of tough to – they would have a lot of feelers out there, definitely. Madam's, uh, what's the book say so here? The book, uh, in the back of the book, so, again, the correct answer in, in the case of this matchup um, – this one's actually going to, you know, Let's even go. the score 1-1, one, one, it's saying the winner is the fat-tailed ah. scorpion. And the reason that they state is because the scorpion can strike faster than the tarantula, which, Justin, you mentioned, tarantula expert, and its shell is strong, providing good protection against the tarantula's bite. So Cut. I think that's fair. Close, though. All right, so moving into our third and final matchup here, a little best of three. Um, it's all subjective, though, you know. But again, the book does have the right answer, so we'll see. We got the raccoon versus the North American river otter. Um, so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to read the description for this one. It says, these two North American natives are not especially hot-tempered, except when cornered or protecting the young. The otter is in the same family as weasels, known for being fierce fighters. The raccoon's claws are sharp and is a good climber and agile mover. Also, the raccoon is smart, similar to the intelligence of a chimp. So the thing that stands out the most to me here is that in the little stats at the bottom, it's a very stark difference in brains between the raccoon and the North American river otter. Raccoon was given a nine, whereas the otter is only given a six. So, but then again, the otter does have the advantage in speed, strength, attack, and defense. Yeah. This could be an interesting matchup. What do you guys uh, think? Do you want me to go yeah, first, Justin? Or do you want... Okay. Um... I, I do have trouble picturing an otter fighting, though I don't really, like, think I've encountered otters too many times in my life. I've definitely seen them at, like, zoos before, but, you know, <sighs> raccoons are just, like, it's, it may say that they're smart, which that may be true, yes, but I just don't see za- raccoons as too big of a threat. Like, other than, like, they just bite. You know, they're not, like, that, like, scary to go up against. Plus, the otter can, like, the otter can use, like, water to its mm-hmm. advantage mm-hmm. and stuff. So, I'm going to go with the otter. I, I'm going to have to take the otter on this one. I'm thinking I'm questioning the person who is gauging the intelligence of the animals. I don't know how yeah. they're pulling, like, the nine and the six out of their ass and, like, being like, oh, well, they got to the food this fast, so they're well, smarter they than this animal. Little- you know, a little test, a little yeah. test. Yeah. The raccoon did better. I mean, I feel it's you. I am going to have to pick raccoon for the sole fact that, like, I have watched them eat garbage. I have watched <laughs> them, like, do the most scum <laughs> shit. And they're still, like, prevalent. Like, they're not going away. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no matter what you do with it, like, I feel like I could punt a raccoon and it would just come back, like, fine. You know what I mean? Like, no matter what you do to, like, a – species like a raccoon 
it's going to be fine. Actual you know lives. I mean? You know, they do look like the cats. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> just I think that's what Buckley was saying. And I like, I like the climbing trees back. aspect. I think they could scale a tree, easily jump down onto a North American river otter, and it would be helpless. You know what I mean? I mean, the thing about the river otter is that it's like it's it's got all the physicals. You know, it's it's even if it's not smarter, it's just a dominant force compared to the raccoon in terms of you know speed, strength, all that stuff. So it's got it's got an advantage just from the get go there. This is definitely a battle, but madams, what's our final verdict here? You know, this one. I think is another one that was close. I tried to pick some of the matchups that I thought would be a really good, interesting debate topic. And it looks like I might need a little drum roll for this one, for the winner. Raccoon versus North American River Otter. No, 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 no. Yeah, that was good. I was just going to edit a, like a tone in or something. That works too. <laughs> um, raccoon versus North American River Otter. The winner of this fight is... No, 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 no. The North American River Otter. Ah, so ah, there we there go. Oh. So the reason for this one is, in the water, the otter would definitely win. It's much quicker and more agile there. So that, that, that is the point about the water you brought up. Also, its mouth is bigger than a raccoon's and would inflict more damage. So I guess the raccoon can eat all the garbage it wants, but the North American River Otter could probably eat a raccoon. And there it is. All right. I mean, I definitely didn't know that thing about the mouth size. I just can't picture such a cute animal like an otter. Like, I could have one of those as a pet. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That would be kind of sick. Have a river in your backyard. Just keep a couple of otters. In yeah, it. North America. It's perfect. Yeah, I, I didn't know about the uh, the mouth either. It's, you know, it's definitely a factor in a battle. So yeah, sure. in the next article you write, got to make sure you put me in as a source. And then like a secondary source would be predator showdown book <laughs> i know i live kind of in the middle of the woods we got five acres of land but four of it is woods so we've been getting tons of deer and turkeys and cats walking in wandering into my yard uh buckley and lucas you can answer this after lucas our producer if you guys didn't know um shout out lucas but buckley what is the most annoying animal that you kind of deal with on like a day-to-day or week-to-week basis Sure. Yeah. Um, I think everyone, you know, who lives in the Rochester area can agree that, you know, deer are pretty frustrating to deal with, especially when driving. Um, anyone who's hit a deer knows, you know, consequences that deer bring, but nothing against the species of deer personally. Like, I just don't think they bring much to the table. Like, they're part of the ecosystem. They're part of the food chain. I get that, you know, but from a human standpoint, I don't think anyone like other than, I mean, people hunt them. So I guess that's like a kind of a sport. So mm-hmm. they do bring that, but you know, deer are just, they, they just cause issues for yeah. people. Dude, I, I was going to agree with that. I just feel like they get in the way. I know, I think it was Thanksgiving break. I was driving over to my boy, Graydon's house and I do it I was going like 60 down Whitney bang clap a deer like um, instantly um, dead and I was just sitting there like I drove back saw it just landed people were like there was a couple cars stopped by it and I was like I don't know if I was supposed to like go there and claim it and be like oh yeah that was me and like 
be that little scum. But I just kind of left it there, you know what I mean, which was not my best call, but I have to agree with you. And I felt terrible doing it. I feel terrible killing anything living. But yeah. I mean, Lucas – or not, go buckle, buckle. No, no yeah, go, go ahead, Lucas. I like, the, I like to hear your take. Lucas, you agree with deer? I mean, I agree with deer, but I've personally never hit a deer in my life. But what I have hit multiple times is actually rabbits. Like, I was coming no. home from hots. It's like, because I come home from work at like 3, 4 in the morning. Yeah, so, the so the rabbits, they don't know that, like, they're, they're still roads. Like, they don't know cars are still coming. So I'm, like, coming. I'm really close to my house. And this, this rabbit's, like, you can see him, like, deciding if he's going to go across the street. So I, like, slam on my brakes, honk a little bit to try to give the guy a chance. But... He just skirted out into the middle, and then I heard the thud. I had to feel bad. Dude, that is actually really funny that you said that because <laughs> I just watched an episode of the Little Dicky Show the other day, and they hit the yeah. bunny, and they have to run it over again, and it's like screeching and shit. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> like that would be so terrible to do. That reminds me, um, another animal that people kind of forget about that resides in this area is uh, fox, fox, foxes. Yeah, yeah. Foxes? Uh, is that is that the might be fox eye? No, fox kidding. eye? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, but I I heard um I don't know the credibility of this for sure, but I heard that people have had their dogs like actually get eaten by fox foxes. No, I I actually have heard that's a problem when they're a puppy and like the foxes know oh. as long as the I heard it's the oh. one rule the fox must know that it's bigger and gonna win the battle because they're not natural predators or they are predators but they don't really attack things like dogs unless they know they're gonna win i believe right yeah it's the little ones they tend to prey on and yeah that's it's tragic but it happens lucas speaking of um, those weird animals real quick because i remember in ninth grade or biology wait let me think mr Eckert, i think it was yeah yo lucas we were lab partners yeah we were lab partners back Mm -hmm. then he told Mm -hmm. us about how new york state like they killed off all the wolves because they like people were scared that they were gonna like hurt humans but like there's never been like in new york state there was no like recorded deaths from wolves but yet we like got rid of them all yet deers like we hit them all the time and they cause accidents all the time but they're still botting around today it's kind of fun all right well they only cause accidents if you hit them. You just gotta <laughs> not hit them. I've never hit a deer. I've, so I'm not gonna base, not, but... I've never hit anything. I'm a good driver. I'm not gonna base. <laughs> I'm not gonna base my argument on which animal is the worst, good. on which ones I've hit. They're dangerous. Hit, they're hit dangerous. They're no, not dangerous. They're dangerous. More dangerous to them. We're more dangerous to them. Oh, most definitely. However, the deer. Yes, the deer. However, is like is the most annoying species. They say us because we actually kill them. The only thing good from deer is they come. They became a cliche phrase: deer in headlights. Like that's the only thing I've ever learned that will help my life from a deer. That's, that's all I'm gonna say. I learned in my five-hour course that deer have people have hit like adult male deer, like bucks, and like they flipped them like through their windshield and like got impaled by the horns, and like people have died from that. Oh, definitely. I, I actually took that same five-hour course to reduce some of the points on my on my license. We got a speeding ticket. I'm not going to dive into, but the one thing you're supposed to do when you see a deer is not slow down because if you do slow down, that will happen, and the buck will, like, your car head will be going down or some shit, and the buck will go through your windshield. That's exactly yeah. – shout out Coach DeMay for that little tidbit. But Yeah, he was excellent. Um, I'm going with stink bugs. 
it, it showed up out of nowhere like six or seven years ago, maybe less. I've never seen them in my whole life, and they just showed up, started showing up everywhere, my house, everywhere else. They're my most annoying animal. I never hit one with a car. We have, Mads, we have like an in-person fireplace, and there were literally like thousands of stink bugs one year. I mean, oh, my God. I don't even want to think up. about it right now. I don't now. remember them from my childhood, but I remember them from like three years ago. Like, yeah. I don't know where they came from. They replaced roly polies. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen a roly polies. I haven't seen one of those in forever. Is that a woolly mammoth? <laughs> no, like, you know the caterpillars that are furry? That are red, black, red and orange and black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. are called like a woolly mammoth. Is that, is that a roly poly? No, roly poly no, like the, a little, little the bug gray, bug like the little gray like bugs that like roll up into a ball. Yeah. Oh, they're weird. I'm gonna have there to Google that when, once we hop off. But that's pick, okay. If you ever like pick it up, it's like looks normal. You pick it up and it goes into a ball, like a little like hides. Yeah. All right. They're not dangerous at all. They're not really that annoying. Oh, but I just haven't seen one forever. I'd rather have them than. The stink bugs. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. This doesn't even I have to be the cup, but does anyone else notice that, like, I swear worms disappeared for, like, 10 years and now they're back. Does that? that mean, when you're a younger kid, there used to be, like, hella worms on the driveway. And yeah, now well, they're just they not just here. They got scared. And now they're back. Like, they came back. Like, the stink bugs are eating them. I haven't seen worms in forever. They used to be guess, all over the place. I, um, I was just doing some yard work in my backyard, and... I was like spraying some shit on the the back patio and I got a yeah. little bit on the grass, like felt bad. But dude, I was like seeing worms come up because like if you put soap in the water, it like makes it so they can't breathe. So they have to come up. That's a fishing technique to find worms. And I was like, damn, I have not seen a worm in literally, I was going to say five years. That's crazy. You mentioned that because I had that same thought last it just week. just disappeared. It was like be on the driveway in the morning when I would get on the bus when it was raining. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. They don't even come out with rain now, which is weird. Yeah. I saw a couple in my driveway a couple of days ago. I, I'm the kind of person, that I'm, if it's raining, there's worms, I'm not playing basketball because I don't want to hurt any worms, you know? Yeah, I, I'm always looking out for the worms. I'm not like a worm fan either. Oh I just don't want to. I don't want to live with the fact that I'm bouncing a ball and just killing all the worms. <laughs> so, but I did see a couple a couple days ago. But it, it reminds me, I haven't seen them in a while. I don't know where they want, man. All right, yeah. madams, do you want to thank Buckley for coming on, and then we'll wrap, like wrap, just wrap it up. Yeah. Um, okay, I don't yeah. know. It's kind of like a. This is going to be really forced. So if we you want to do like a beep in the and when we do it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, is there anything else, Buckley, that you wanted to add, or anything else you wanted us to talk about or ask you? Um, I think one last thing I'll add is um, everyone who listens to this podcast should go follow um, at real underscore nature on Instagram. Okay. Real with two L's. They're like the coolest animal page. Like right. and like they post a lot of really realistic like um like natural habitat footage of like so many different types of animals and like yeah they post a lot of cool stuff so you guys should all follow them right you guys should also follow ryan buckley at i'm gonna figure it out now at ryan buckley 18 ryan buckley 18 you should follow him um yeah, I, that real nature page is sick because I know you send your like little animal of the day to our group chat that we got, so that's awesome. I was I wake up in the morning, I'm like, has he sent it yet? And I check. And I, like, so I, <laughs> I have alarm set to make sure I don't forget. Yeah, I got like notification settings on. So that's pretty sick. 
Um, in general, I just want to thank you so much for coming on. This is an itch. I, I love this podcast. I think it's fun talking about animals. I think, especially having you being such an expert, I think it was perfect. Maybe someday we'll see a documentary about Ryan Buckley, you know, as one of the greatest of all time <laughs> in, in the animal industry. Yeah. Um, so that was awesome. So thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. And I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Um, I'd be happy to come on anytime. It was super fun, you know, just talking. I can't wait to see it. Actually, get to see it in person sometime soon. Hopefully, oh, no <laughs> doubt. We can't wait for in person. And I know we're doing like an esports one soon too. I know you'd be a great addition to that. Maybe talk a little Overwatch yeah. community or the Clash Royale that we've been Overwatch Clash. Yeah, sure. I'd be happy to be on anytime. I'm wondering if we're gonna be approaching some copyright issues by using this book for profit. I don't know if that's a thing, but if we gave them, like we said what the book is and we like, we said yeah. we bought it. I don't think there should be an issue with that. All right. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I know I'm, I'm not like, I'm not into that. Shit, I would like love but... for us to be big enough that that company calls us up. Oh, me too. To me credit. too. All right, so should I, should I redo the beginning part? I can say like, no, no, no. Me, Martin. Like I didn't know I was in. I think that's oh. fine. We can put in the, and we can just do a little tag in our episode description and just be like book reference yeah, was yeah. this, okay, but yeah. let's make this like, I want Buckley. I want, I want to ask a question to Buckley and I want to have Lucas talk a little bit too. Uh, yeah. That's how the last one went. I mean, I just think I'm sure Lee Martin would be hyped if his book was like coming back up in like the media after like it's been, I don't know. His book was probably like 2008. Yeah. No, I think that <laughs> that was a good idea. We know the people, we know they want this shit, um, so we're going to give it to them.